But I guess speaking of like, uh, like, like on the same topic as ethics, just to be mindful of the time, I do want to talk about like the sort of privacy settings thing that you that you brought yes. up, <laughs> um, because I do think that like obviously when you're when you have like a social media platform, it's not just about like users inter like users interaction with like ads and another 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 website generated content. I feel like it's also about the interaction that users have with each other. Um, yes. Yeah. That's bringing it on home to <laughs> what I actually do and what I. Uh, I'm appearing here to talk <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so do you want me to, I can just go through sort of some, like the way I assess a new platform or the way I assess a platform when I'm writing my privacy talks? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Great. Uh, so these these are also going to be sticking much more to like the notes that I actually sent you guys. <laughs> um, so, okay, when, I, when I'm assessing a platform and uh, I think a good way to talk about this is like when I'm writing a privacy talk. So, um, I met Jade through a privacy talk that I gave and I'm giving another one this coming week. Um, and I, I try to, um, tailor them to who I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, last year I gave a talk to folks who were younger, um, who, and I like didn't really get with the times at that point. And I was talking about, I wrote my whole talk about Facebook and uh, Instagram, I think, or Facebook mm -hmm. and Tumblr, I think. Mm -hmm. And then my coworker who was like speaking to the same group earlier in the day was like, what platforms do y'all use? And everyone was like Snapchat and Instagram. And I was like, oh, dang. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, last year I, I went and I researched, like in that day, in the time between when my coworker started talking and the time when my turn was up, I researched the heck out of uh, Instagram and Snapchat. This year comes around and all of a sudden TikTok's a big thing. Mm -hmm. So here I'm going to talk about like when I start researching a new platform and, you know, I'm going to be really honest at my ripe old age of 24, I do not use TikTok. Yeah, um, so I went fair. to my I went to my firmly Gen Z sister uh, and I was like, teach me about TikTok, please. <laughs> um, so the first thing that I look into is what is the default privacy setting of each platform? Mm -hmm. So how is the platform set up and who is it set up basically to share your content with? Facebook, for example, um, is, I think it's friends only by default, um, but it, yeah, it yeah. is a platform that is set up around talking to your friends. Mm -hmm. um, the rest of these platforms that I'm talking about are actually very public. So Twitter, by default, you're tweeting to everybody. Reddit, by default, uh, Reddit, actually, by default, and I don't think they have a setting to change this, like, you are talking to everybody um, yeah. unless mm -hmm. you make a throwaway account but that's another topic or dms <laughs> or dms right, right 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 so yeah let's stick to i guess posts mm -hmm. um reddit mm -hmm. you're talking to everybody instagram by default it's a public account you can make a private account yes. but it, it's public by default um so that's the first thing i want to look at i i want to talk about and then tiktok uh i believe is also public now i i, I think the next thing i want to talk about is like is there a concept of a private account? Mm -hmm. Reddit and then my company, my website, GitHub, does not have a private account. Um, and then the rest of them do. So Facebook, you know, like I said, it's friends only by default. You can also lock down certain posts better. Um, Twitter does have a private account. Oh, I actually didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, uh, not private. I think they call it slightly different. Like they say like the tweets are locked. Interesting. And so you or can- protected or something. Yeah, protected. Yeah. So so the concept is only people who were already following you can see your tweets and when you go on private. Um, culturally, it is used, I think, more as kind of a, 
temporary thing. So like, I think a lot of people, at least that I follow on Twitter, like sometimes will go on private when, if they're receiving like a deluge of harassment Mm -hmm. or if they're about to say something extra spicy or whatever, (laughs) um, that's, that's that setting. Uh, and then it's, uh, TikTok does have a private account, I learned, but it turns out you can actually super easily pop open someone's private TikTok account. I, when I, when I Googled just does TikTok have private accounts to look into this, mm-hmm. uh, the first thing that came up was a video tutorial on how to access someone's private TikTok account. I hate that. So that's, that's awful. horrifying. Yeah. And especially, yeah. especially as like the bulk of people on TikTok are like Gen Z are under the Minors, age of, yeah. Children. Are, yeah, are under the age of like 20, 21 probably, but, but more importantly, under the age of 18. Yeah. That's horrifying. Um, I also, so there's the uh, CCPA, I believe. No. I'm screwing up the law. Like I said, please do not take anything I say about law as Kappa? anything interesting because I am not a lawyer. That's fair. Kappa. Yes. Kappa. Ah, yes. Uh, yes. We, we did a whole we episode. We did, did that too. Oh, amazing. Kappa, yeah. Amazing. So yes, Kappa says that like basically websites cannot collect information from anyone under the age of 13. Yes. And if you've ever had to like give your birth year for a website, that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, certain mm-hmm. websites like Disney owned websites or like Neo Neopets was my thing. Um, what was it <laughs> yes, after that? Neopets. There was like, there was like net pets. What was the one where you had to like buy Webkins? Webkins. Oh my god, Webkins. Webkins. <laughs> yes. Um, and then like Club Penguin after that, and I'm sure there's more now. Mm-hmm. All of those say like, do you have your parents' permission? Yes. That's like how right. they can they can still interact with kids. But like TikTok, I know there are people who are under 13 on TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. I actually another thing that I looked at when I was doing research for this appearance today um, was there's this website and I forget what it's called, but it um, it rates like apps and and websites for kids based on what kids say and what parents say. So it's like the parent safety website or something. Yeah, interesting. Um, and there were all these reviews from kids. There was this one review from like a 15 year old. Uh, I think I think the consensus among parents was that TikTok is okay for people who are like 15 and up or something. Yeah. And there was this one review from a 15 year old and they were like, you guys are so wrong. Like my brother is nine and he uses TikTok just fine. Oh, blah, God. blah, blah. Uh... And I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, just to bring it back, circle back in here, like oh, turns heads up for folks out there. If you have a private TikTok account, it is incredibly easy to, to see someone's private TikToks. So that's horrifying. It also used to be similar. Like there was a bug that let people into someone's private Instagram account. I believe that I did those. get closed though, but don't quote me. Well, I guess we're all quoting me on that. This is a podcast, but anyway, yes. people should do their own <laughs> research on that one. Um, next. If we, unless y'all have questions there. No, no, please keep going. This is cool. super interesting. And also, yeah. I, was just, I was just confirming you were right. Yeah. That's all. Next. Okay. Oh, yeah. Please do let me know if I'm wrong or like edit me <laughs> if I'm wrong. No worries. Um, next, there I look at, you know, after having a private account, are there more granular privacy settings? Can you make a given post private? Mm-hmm. So actually, yes, on Facebook. Facebook, you know, to its credit, horrifying in terms of like democracy horrifying in terms of like misinformation and data collection and and data collection by the company but actually in terms of individual privacy from one user to another yes i will say they have actually been on the ball on that for like years so one credit to facebook one Um, 
<laughs> one, one singular credit. credit. Yes. Um, so on Facebook, you can make a given post private. And like, you know, Facebook has, and, and I think just to go on a little bit of a tangent, like the reason that they're better at this one thing than the others is like they have no incentives for destroying your privacy between you and your friends. Right. Like they have full incentives to collect your data and sell it. They have full like lots of incentives around different like political democracy stuff. They have no reason to to not do well on your privacy between you and your friends. Mm -hmm. So like eh, maybe that's part of it. Um, but anyway, so on Facebook, you can make a post private. You can you can gate it from like specific people. So, you know, sometimes yeah. I'll make a post yeah. and I'll like make it so my dad can't see it. I'm 24. I'm allowed to do that. Um <laughs> And so, like, you know, it's it's cool. It's fine. Facebook Facebook works out that way, actually. Um, you cannot do that on Twitter, which is a little bit interesting. You can make your whole account private on Twitter, but you cannot make a post private. So, like, one thing that I've had to do when I've decided to make some saltier or, like, spicier posts is that I'll have to go on private, make the post, let it let it simmer, you know, get some reactions, get some validation from my network, and then delete it before going back public. Yeah. Um, so huh. that's kind of an interesting, like, I'm personally kind of okay. Like, you know, that that's just, it's a choice that Twitter has made. Yeah. Um, I don't think that it's particularly awful. Uh, people have asked for, you know, can, can you please change this? Um, they may, they may not. Like, it's whatever. But I think, like, going off of that, I think that's really interesting because I think that's actually one of the big reasons because you mentioned, like, throwaway accounts on Reddit. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, the inability to make, like, a Reddit post private, like, the fact that they don't yeah. have that sort of granularity is the reason for that because so many people go, like, like oh, I want to make this post about, like, usually, like, on, like, relationship advice. Like, I want to make, yep. make this post about, like, my real life like yep. relationships and I can't do it on like my regular account because people will be able to find it. Like, like, like my friends yeah. use Reddit. So they make throwaway accounts, like entirely, like entirely new accounts, new accounts just yeah. to, just to post these things, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing. Like I have also felt that way on Reddit. Um, I want to stay relatively anonymous on Reddit, but the, the weird thing on Reddit is that not only is it, you know, easy to see, someone's posts like Twitter, you know, on mm -hmm. Twitter, you can just go and you can, there's like a page where you can see all of my posts. Fine. Yeah. But on Twitter, I think I have no disillusions or sorry, no illusions of not that, right? Like on Twitter, I, I am tweeting to yeah. the world and I know that every time I tweet, um, you know, throwback to Tumblr where like, you know, there was like a dark blue background. So I was like, this feels private. And 13 year old me was like, vomiting every thought i had <laughs> oh. onto the public internet oh mood but um y'all but you know on twitter like i i get i think it's, it's very clear to me that every time i tweet everyone's everyone can see it mm -hmm. um on reddit it, it's a weird dichotomy right because like reddit actually is i mentioned earlier like community based it is subreddit based it is mm -hmm. grouped but what's weird is that you can still go on someone's Reddit, like, user homepage or whatever, and see mm. all of their comments. Yeah. So if I, you know, I'm over in one, like, climbing subreddit, because I really like rock climbing, and I'm, like, making some posts, but then I'm on another... I, I made a comment the other day on, like, another one that was about trust and safety. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's something that I really do... You know, I, I have my, like, public trust and safety persona, but I do, on some of my internet accounts, try to sort of keep them separate, and especially as I'm doing, like, research... I don't really want to be followed all around the internet. And I, I don't want someone to like 
basically be able to dox me yeah to see that i'm like into yeah. rock climbing and i'm talking about like you know in non-covid times i'm talking about going to this and that um state park and like maybe people will know that i'm there and like you know bad things will happen yeah. probably no one cares about me that much um uh, <laughs> but but what i what i live in fear of and what i protect against is like that one time where i piss off one person royally um, my, my housemate actually found the other day that on one of those like people aggregator sites, like whitepages.com, not uh, that one, but whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm on all those because they, every time you move and you update your address, like, and you update your voter registration, um, all of these websites collect all of your information again. Um, and so I, my, my housemate found, uh, a review of me on one of these sites where somebody in January 2019 wrote on one of these sites uh, or gave me a rating of would not date this person, would not be friends with this person. I have no idea. I have no idea who that was. I have no idea who I pissed off in January of 2019. (laughs) Like, oh, gee. Oh, cool. Um, Um, could I? uh, Anyway. I'd like to to jump into your, 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 like, person aggregation stuff. Yes. Um, I hate those. I absolutely hate those. Yes. Um, and I know, and I know that like the white pages website in particular, like lets you claim your profile to take it off. And then if you're fast enough, you, it can't get pulled from the likes of like Spokio as an example, mm. or uh, whatever other nonsense website there are. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I, I apparently did it fast enough that when I checked everything else, I don't show up anywhere, which I love. Nice. Um, but it's, it's, it's frustrating that by default, for most of the world, where where you go is tracked in some way, because like when you when you move addresses, you end up in the white pages, mm-hmm. period, yeah. like the, like the physical one, and then the virtual yeah. one, and then everywhere else. Yeah, it's 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 frustrating. Yeah, yeah. different states have different uh, laws around that. So California has tried to solve it a little bit, where if you are a victim or like if you have a restraining order, if you're a victim of domestic violence, um, there's the safe at home program uh, where so like California voter registration is public. I think most states voter registration is like just totally public. Um, but if you are a member of this like safe at home program, which unfortunately, like you do need a reason to be a member of this, you can't like preventatively be in it like you need which is kind of iffy when you consider how hard it is to like get something like a restraining order um like even if you have like reasonable cause like it is so hard to like actually get one um and it's like sometimes like like if if, like if i tell you i have a stalker like believe me maybe i don't know you gotta show proof yeah yeah horrible why make it possible at all for stalkers to find where you are but why is that public information by default yeah yeah Horrible, horrifying, uh, and that is what I spend basically my full time job trying to stop. Uh, not the white pages specifically, <laughs> although I wish I could. Um, there, I mean, there are folks who who provide service. Like there are services that you can sign up that are supposed to take you off all that stuff. Um, some of the websites have come out and said like we will not honor requests except from the person themselves, which is horrifying. But That's anyway, so ridiculous. Um, yeah. yeah. But so, so my job and the job of my colleagues is to at least try to create friction around people finding you on our websites, mm-hmm. if nothing else. Um, but yeah, so uh, just to finish it out, like uh, Reddit, like we talked about, does have throwaway accounts. And then Instagram um, does not, I believe. You cannot make specific posts private. However, Instagram has a kind of interesting close friends only stories 
Yes. So mm-hmm. cer- certain stories can be close friends only. But again, it's like not that granular, right? Like you, you set a group of close friends and you can change that group. But then any close friend stories that you have go out to all of them. Still a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Instagram also has a culture of quote unquote finstas, fake instas. Um, yeah. so Which are the real ones. Really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and Twitter has the culture of alt accounts, which is basically just finstas but in a different name um i think tumblr also had some like alt account culture as well yeah, yeah. side blogs yeah. is what people do on tumblr mm-hmm. where like they just sort of separate out like their like usually like their interests yeah. or, or just yeah. To, like yeah 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 so people people have found their way around this stuff um but overall yeah different uh websites have just very different takes on all of this. The next thing I would oh. get into is blocking. But do we want to uh, hang out in privacy Jay? first? Hmm? You said you were going to say something. Oh, uh, actually, Tumblr does have private blogs. They do. Oh. The password locked blogs. I forgot about oh, that. Nice. But the thing about the thing about password protective blogs is that it's sort of tricky because it's like, how do you get the password out to mm. people? Um, like a sort of a, no, I mean yeah, but that's like if you want a Tumblr that I guess like only your friends can see. That's the, the there's the, there's like that one thing. But like I've yeah. known people who have like switched their blogs onto password protected and like posted the password right before they switched their blogs into password protected. And it's basically just like if you saw it, you have access, and if you didn't, then you're screwed. Um, uh, and it's it's very it's a it's a very sort of like hail mary kind of way of like trying to protect yourself. Um. But yeah, but I think password protective blogs actually. This is a really good transition because I think like the the like password protected blogs and the reason I've seen a lot of people password protect their blogs on Tumblr is actually because of how bad Tumblr's blocking feature is. Oh no! So so yeah, no blocking. Yeah, Jude. I, I can talk about Tumblr blocking, but I'm not sure if, if, yeah. if that's what you'd want to hear. No, how oh, about cool. you go? Because I don't have that on my list actually at all. So how about you yeah. introduce blocking with how Tumblr does it, and then I can follow up with comparing those. Cool. Um, so, so Tumblr, uh, for one, because you can have multiple blogs on an account, um, if you block someone on like, by default, it's just blocking them from your, your main account, which means you can't interact with them there and they can't see your posts. But if they're following your side blogs, they can still see that content, um, because they're still considered like a different entity in some degree. Um, if someone you blocked is part of a post with a chain of replies, Mm. um, they're still going to show up because you need the context, um, for that post to make sense, which means it'll show the content for it. (laughs) Yeah. Also, Tumblr's algorithm does this interesting thing with, regarding the blocking, and this is why I found it so useless, where, like, if you block someone, they can't, like, if you block someone, they can't interact with you, but their posts can still be recommended to you, oh. um, so you can still be <laughs> exposed to their content, um, and it's just like, no, if I am blocking someone, it is explicitly because I don't want to see their content, and so I, I, I sort of had this problem, problem back when I did use Tumblr, where, like, I would block blogs that just, like, posted hate, um, and their stuff would still be recommended to me, and it was like, and I would, and I would still just have to see that, like, on my dashboard, and it was, it was just absolutely... It made no sense. That's wild. So, yeah, I, I think uh, one of the, like, big things that I'm going to get into when I talk, when I compare the platforms that I'm going to talk about is, like, what does blocking do on different platforms? And I think the one thing mm-hmm. that Jade said, I think it was you that said, um, like, you can still see their replies in a chain of replies. 
that sounds like mm-hmm. a tricky decision that they had to make. And like, I, I support that kind of, you know, like I'd have to think through it to, to really say whether I agree with it or not. But like, I, I can see where they arrived at that, that like you need the context. Maybe another decision there could have been, you don't see that post at all if they're in the chain or like maybe their reply is hidden and it, and it says, it lets you know, like, Hey, this, this reply is from a person whose content you don't immediately see. And that's, that's actually what happens on Twitter. Um, so their reply, mm-hmm. the person that you blocked or muted, sorry, the person that you muted uh, is their response is like hidden, um, but you can click through and see it if you want. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. I can see how they arrived at that. The whole thing of like, if you block someone, their posts are actively recommended to you is wild. That sounds wrong to me. That sounds like maybe it was a bug or yeah. or actually frankly also having been in a company that like wrestles with its recommendation engine sometimes, I wonder if the two systems just like did not talk to each other of like how the recommendation engine works, like that's probably built on some machine learning systems, like it might just be a system that does not talk to the rest of like how blocking works and where the, where the blocking relationships are stored um just from you know from a quick engineering thing there Mm -hmm. however that's not an excuse and i think at the end of the day they could probably put a heckin if statement and be like if (laughs) blocking don't show thanks yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah it's a solvable problem yeah but that uh that thing you mentioned of uh twitter doing the like do you want to see this it's it's interesting because this isn't this is sort of less of a of a social media platform but um uh i think discord does the same thing actually where if you block someone and like you're in a server with them um and they they say something it gives you like the option whether or not to see their message so you don't have to be exposed to people's stuff if you don't want to um which i think is like a really good attitude for like social media to have because i know that like and this is a whole different rabbit hole to get into about how much people should be allowed to like curate their internet Mm -hmm. experience especially when it comes to just at least like borderline like I don't want to see hate yeah. speech, um, like as a marginalized person. Um, it's good. It's good to not just like have that yeah. in your face. Yeah. So uh, how I want to how I want to frame this conversation is also my coworker Ben Balter has a blog post on this. Um, the idea, like different platforms, when they say the word blocking, they might mean some different things. So uh, my coworker describes it as blocking versus muting. Um, and muting is a word that Twitter has used. Uh, muting mm-hmm. is kind of how Reddit actually does blocking. Like, there, there's some different things there. So I, I want to break it down in terms of, like, is it that you're not, see- not going to see their posts now? Or is it that – is it a privacy thing? Is it that they can't see your mm-hmm. posts now? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's sort of three prongs. Um, because it's not always like it, like 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 the way that the the way that websites handle their blocks like it's not always this it's not always it doesn't always go both ways yes. it's not it's not yes. it's not always you can't see their stuff and they can't see your stuff it's 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 often very different correct so let's start let's start with facebook because facebook is i think the best example of mm-hmm. complete like wall between the two of you um if i block you you can't see my posts i can't see your posts like there is just a heckin wall between mm-hmm. us uh even to the point where like sometimes you do lose context so like if i'm commenting on a thread of comments and like the person i blocked or who has blocked me i also think i don't think there's actually a, 
much of a difference between if I block you or if you block me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get to one caveat example in there, but other than that, I don't think there's much of a difference. Um, so, you know, I, I may not be see like so other people may be replying to you and I don't see the comments that you're making because I've blocked you or because you've blocked me. That I think is the cleanest way of handling blocking yeah. that like, you know, this person is just out of sight, out of mind. And also they don't see my things either. So like, if it is a stalker, if it is someone who is like, you know, someone I'm trying to really get away from, mm-hmm. they don't see like where I'm at or my thoughts or whatever. But I, I think the reason that that's actually relatively easy for Facebook to do is because they are so locked down by default. Um, the caveat that I just want to like close the loop on that first, uh, the caveat is if you're in a group chat together. Mm-hmm. So if you block someone, but you're in a group chat with like other people and you go into that group chat, there's this pop up that comes up that's just, hey, like this person, it gives you the name. Um, is in this group chat do you want like it, it by proceeding like you are acknowledging that and if you co- like if you chat in this group chat they will see your stuff mm-hmm. and I think that is the only time on Facebook that someone who you blocked will see your stuff um, I'm sorry there's some other, there's some more caveats around like public posts so like if something's public and they log out they will see it but anyway yeah um, it is the only time like the two user accounts will interact if there's a blocking relationship between them um, that I think is mostly a good idea. I personally wish that I could like check a box that says like, I'm so fully aware that this person's in this group. Like, please stop telling me every <laughs> single time. So like, you know, sometimes like I'm, I am in a group chat with someone who I have blocked because like we had a huge falling out a few years ago and this group chat is like of a, of a whole group of us who were friends in college. Um, I don't like he's not actually that active in the group chat. Yeah. But every time I go in, I am like reminded of his existence. Um, it's it's interesting I, that they would choose to do that, that, like that pop up every single time. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it is the safest thing because God forbid, like, you know, he's not actually that awful a human being. Don't tell him that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, if he was and I forgot that he was there and I posted my address or something like that could get really bad really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, I appreciate where they're coming from. I just wish there was like a little checkbox. Yeah. So anyway, that's Facebook. Now let me go to Instagram. Instagram is pretty similar to Facebook. Mm -hmm. If you block someone, like they can't see your stuff. I think you can't see their stuff easy. Um, but it's also not, uh, like not super loud. I think if you, and correct me if I'm wrong or if it has changed, like if you block someone on Facebook or someone blocks you on Facebook and they go to your profile, like I think maybe they actually can't go to your profile. Maybe you just like don't come up in search I'm not or sure, something like, like actually, you just disappear. I from, think what it used what I to know, be. Yes. Yeah. I think what it used to be is like, it just looks like this person does not have a Facebook account or like their Facebook, maybe your name comes up in your profile picture, but like nothing else. Like it's just very, it's very quiet. It's very locked down. It's very like, Oh, perhaps they just unfriended me. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps they just deleted their Facebook account. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to tell the difference. Right. It, Twitter, it's actually a bit louder. Um, Twitter, when you go to their profile, it says, this person has blocked you. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. what happens on Twitter is that when a person's blocked you, I believe, again, you can't see their tweets. They can't see your tweets. Um, different than muting. But but when we're just talking about blocking. The reason why it's used the most is that the person, you can't interact 
with the person because on Twitter, you know, you could just log out and see their tweets. Yeah. So it's actually not so much about privacy. It's more about harassment and interacting. And like, uh, I've also definitely seen it is like, if like people are calling each other out or like, you know, people are calling out a politician and they're saying like, you suck a lot then like the politician will block them yeah. but then what happens is they that person then goes back to the thread and it's like ha 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 i got this person to block me yeah so that's kind of an interesting cultural effect of the way that they did that um finally on reddit and github uh it's kind of actually a totally different system a block is much more about preventing harassment mm-hmm. it's kind of like twitter but but more so about preventing harassment than giving privacy. So actually, Reddit, on Reddit and GitHub, blocking someone does not hide anything. Um, especially on GitHub. So so GitHub is very, and we've made this decision very consciously, um, GitHub is a place for work. It's, it's also a place that is extremely public by default, except if you're in a private repo, but that's a totally different story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're working in public, if you're building like open source software in public, the context matters. It is usually not very personal, hopefully, you know, unless you're making something that you mean to be personal. But, you know, when you're doing your like normal work, it's not very personal. Mm -hmm. It is it is meant to be all about the work that you're working on together. So if you if I block you and that means you can't see my like pull requests or my issue comments that this is all just parts of the building process, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. For one, you lose the context, which ends up getting really confusing really quickly. Um, and for another, like you can just log out and then see all this stuff. So, so it would kind of be a little bit of a false sense of security. However, what blocking on GitHub and I believe Reddit does do is it prevents you from harassing me if I block you. So if I block you on uh, those websites, you can see all my stuff, but you can't bother me <laughs> anymore. Um so like you can't interact with it. Is yes, it? yes. Yeah. On GitHub, we have this concept and like uh, this this flow chart. We have this flow chart of like, can this person take this action? And basically, we try to empower each person over their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I make an issue, even if it's in your repo, well, let me let me say if it's in Jade's repo because I can't once I block you. Or once you block me, I can't make an issue in your repo. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we're working together in Jade's repo or in the organization's repo um, and I make an issue, that becomes sort of my space. You now cannot come in and rabble rouse mm-hmm. in, in that issue. Um, and then in turn, like, I don't think me blocking you prevents me from doing anything with you. But like, you know, if I were then to go harass you, like you could just block me easily, yeah. fine. Um, the only difference there is if, say, if Jade blocks me, then, like, there's there's some other stuff. Or, or, sorry, no, if I block Jade, but I'm in Jade's repo, there's some other stuff around, like, Jade can still delete my comments because she's still in charge of, like, her own repo. Yeah, that makes um, sense. The, the difference is that then if I block her because, like, you know, say we had a falling out, um, she cannot edit my comments because we don't want it her to be able to make me say something that like I didn't actually say. Yeah. Right. But that's that's very in the weeds. Um but yeah, Reddit's kind of the same thing. Reddit is a lot more about harassment. It's it's more muting. So actually on Reddit, I believe if you block someone, you can't see their stuff. So that I think is a little bit more also muting. And and Reddit has actually specifically 
chosen to make that completely silent. Mm-hmm. So on Reddit, um, when you, when you are blocked, you get no message that says that you are blocked. You get you actually can still comment on their stuff, but they won't see it. Yeah, it is a it is a silent block because Reddit has very specifically taken the um, stance of not feeding the trolls. So that was a lot of listing. What are your thoughts? No, that's super interesting. I think that like it sort of makes sense that like the way that blocks would work varies on like what the the platform is. Like. Yeah, basically, yeah, like what the platform mm-hmm. is is trying to accomplish. So like if like you said, like 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 there's no. I think earlier you you mentioned Lexi, like 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 there's no real reason for like Facebook to make this more complicated than it has to be when it's like supposed to be just between you and your friends. Um, like the other the other platforms where it is just like you're tweeting to the world or like you're you're making a Reddit post like and everyone can see it. Like I can see how it would get more complicated. Um, it's a shame that I guess that like there aren't. Because I understand, like, why the platform sort of has to make the de- the decision on, like, blocking solution to implement that, like, makes the most sense for the platform. But at the same time, I, I, on the on the user end, I do sort of end up feeling like, but I wish I wish that this platform's blocking worked That's like different. this other platform's blocking. Yeah. Because that would be better for me, personally. Yeah. I mean, it's also, again, like, these are all living platforms. It's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I believe... Um, one of them, and I forget which one now, is is talking about changing it up. We at GitHub are constantly thinking about, like, actually, should we change this? Or, like, especially with new features and new types of communities, like, what does blocking, how does it make sense for blocking to work here? And, and that's why it's important, I think, for each company to have a team of experts in this field who are, like, whose whole job it is to think about the, like, kind of unforeseen consequences. Because, you know, at GitHub, not to throw our own engineers under the bus, but like because blocking is a little bit different than it is on Facebook or Twitter, um, we do have engineers who sometimes get it backwards. And so a, a feature will come across my desk and I'm like, oh, actually, like, you know, you implemented this feature such that if I block you, then you can't see my comments or my like, you know, whatever the feature is. Um, actually, that's not how we do blocking on GitHub. Here's why. Here's how I would like tweak this a little bit. Interesting. Um, yeah, so it's a very active, you know, we're we're always taking feedback, we're always, you know, listening to to folks who are getting harassed on these different platforms and and thinking through like how could we have prevented this? How could this have worked better? So. And that's why I really love my job because it's all we're we're really trying to figure it out. Unfortunately, like art you mentioned earlier, unfor- like as we do this trial and error stuff, it is not isolated it is not on willing like research participants it is it is on real people in this real world and that is really unfortunate uh i don't personally see another option like you know facebook is a global platform yeah and and they became a global platform not having thought about this stuff and i I sent y'all an article uh earlier in the little chat of Reddit's product, uh, SVP of product, um, who gave this interview in NYMAG, who said, like, and I think he said, or the headline is, like, I fundamentally believe that my time at Reddit made the internet a worse place. Damn. So, mm. yeah, people people are starting to reckon with, um, hey, turns out not doing anything about this was, like, the worst decision <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and now we have to figure it out. 
once these, so, so that's why another big thing that I say when I give talks to other engineers and like product designers and stuff is like, when you're building a platform, you have to be thinking about this from day one. You have to be like, you know, my former housemate was doing a startup and the startup has since pivoted 17 times, but like one of the things that he wanted to do did involve people interacting with each other. And my first question to him was like, all right, cool. How are you going to, how are you going to do blocking on this platform? Um, when I give my talks to engineers, I say that anytime you are taking input from one user and showing it to another user, you need to be thinking about how you're going to deal with harassment. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta be thinking about it from the start or else it's going to be such a hard problem to solve later. And that's where we on the internet are today, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, it also sucks that there can never really be a one size fits all solution. Cause again, these are people and not everyone wants the same kind of blocking as Art was mentioning. Definitely. Yeah. But I do think that, like, one of the biggest things that we sort of push on this podcast is, like, education. And it's, like, if you know how the platforms you're using work, if you know how the blocking works, like, you can make that decision for yourself if, like, that's something that you want to deal with. Um, yes. And that's, that's, that's the big thing that we're going for with these episodes, that to make sure that, like, people know about this stuff. Because I, I, I know it can sometimes be tempting. You just, like, sign up for a platform and you don't really look at the privacy settings. You're just like, yeah, I'm sure that the defaults are fine. But, like, are the defaults what you want? Like, yeah. Yeah. And so that is actually a concept that was uh, my, my former manager of this trust and safety team has this concept called consensual software. Um, and if you look it up, it's, like, consensual. I think it's consent software on Twitter. But if you Google consensual software, um, and her name is Danielle Leong, um, she Danielle Leon sorry about that um she like really pushes this concept of things should be opt-in when they can be if if they absolutely cannot be opt-in they should at least be opt-out like everything should be you should you should allow your users to make an informed consent decision on what information they're sharing and I think Mm -hmm. um when I first started learning about this concept, when basically when she first started teaching me, like I was thinking about it a lot around um, information. And I think that's one really important piece of it. So like if you're going to take information from your user, like an email address, like you need to be very clear about how you're going to use that and like how you're going to display that to other people if you are going to display that to other people. And it sh- I believe fundamentally that all information should be opt in to display yeah and and you know it kind of is by like signing up for the platform at all but like you said like people are not the first thing they do when they sign up for a platform is not check out the privacy settings yeah. unless you're me or or, or y- y'all probably yeah and and that's you know there's a big discussion in the security community and i know y'all talked about it when y'all talked about password managers like in a perfect world we do educate our users and our users are all tech savvy and like awesome at like really thinking through all of the privacy implications of everything they do but but that's also kind of ridiculous right like a we don't live in that world b we shouldn't have to live in that world you know you're used like you should not be putting it on your users to protect themselves all the time your users are sometimes kids there are sometimes folks who don't know as much about tech, like, or they're just heckin' busy. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, they're signing up for this thing, like, while they're on the train to work, throwback to commuting to anywhere. <laughs> um, but, like, your defaults should be 
the safest, most private thing. And then if folks want to opt into sharing more, they can. I actually like in my in my university, I, I took a lecture that had actually a pretty big component about this because it was about it was about how like technology and the design of technology has sort of like influenced our society. Um, and uh, yeah. yeah. And so there was this whole thing where like uh, we talked about like nudges and we talked about like the nudge theory and the idea that like most of the time because of just like inertia people will stick to like whatever the defaults are so like companies should be mindful of what they're setting their defaults to be so that users aren't just like getting screwed over because like things that should be opt-in or actually opt-out and nobody will ever opt-out because nobody ever looks at that. Um, and that's the thing. And I think that that can sort of be used, like, like, like you sort of look at the design choices and as you said, like, it, it can sort of be hard to tell sometimes whether or not it's like, whether it is like trying to figure out the right thing or whether there is sort of like, I feel like so often these days we have to be worried about like, we have to be worried about like companies being actively malicious in some way. Um, and that's sort of the thing of like, of like, sometimes these settings can be like actively malicious. We're like, we're like, this is, this is a little bit tangential, but like almost everything will like ask you like, oh, can like, like, do you, do you, do you allow us to like send your data to like X thing? And people will just click yeah. that button to make it like click that box. To make they don't it know what away. it means. But yeah. Exactly. And they don't know what it means. And that's, yeah. so yeah, like that's, that's, that's a bit of a, a tangential thing, but I, I definitely, I completely agree with you that like the default should be the safest options for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, there's active maliciousness that's not a word. No, yeah, you can no, anyway, yeah, kind of get it. That's that good. Right. Great. You're good. There's active malice. 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 There's there active go. malice. And then there's just people like, uh, there was a situation a few months ago, and it is, I made a Hacker News account in order to comment on this, which <laughs> it was a big step for me, mm. the Angry Orange website, um, where TripleByte is a company, I believe it was TripleByte, is for finding a new job. Um, it, you know, they take in folks and, and help you find a new job. Um, so, you know, you can, you can go and you can interview with them. And then if, if you pass their interview, they will like shop you around to a bunch of tech companies as a, as a software engineer so that, um, you don't have to necessarily do all of their like entry level interviews. It's like a one-stop shop situation. Interesting. So cool. I got this email from, so like I'm on, I'm on triple bite. I am not actively looking for a new job. I was like very curious. They were also advertising really heavily to me on like Twitter and Instagram and Reddit. And like, you know, they got me, they finally just got me. Mm -hmm. um, and I took their like little quiz on my phone as I was out at like getting coffee one day a, a year ago. Um, and so I got this email like a month ago or two months ago that said, Hey, heads up. We're about to, we're like, if you don't opt out, you have seven days to opt out. We're going to make your profile public. Like, uh. you know, we're launching this new or launching this new concept of public profiles. It, it what like they didn't have public profiles before. What the hell? And okay, yeah. you have seven days to opt out from this email that like, you know, it got sorted into my like probably not important emails bin. Yeah. Um, I, I get tons and tons of emails every day. Like I just barely saw it. And all of a sudden, or maybe maybe actually the way I saw it was via Hacker News, because my partner reads Hacker News a lot, and he was like, hey, have you seen this? And, and then I looked for the email, and I was like, what in the absolute heck? And so, like, luckily, a lot of people on Hacker News, and, and the, the CEO was, like, on Hacker News, like, defending the decision. And a lot of people on Hacker News were like, my dude, 
this is an awful choice. Like, this is so not consensual. Like, people, and, and I, you know, made an account in order to get on and really also add my voice. Like, when, when folks made it, and, and he said, he said something like, well, LinkedIn exists, like, you know, your information oh, no. <laughs> is already out there. And people were like, first off, having an account on this website tells your current employer that you are looking for a new job. Like, that's probably pretty sensitive that you don't want your current employer to know. Yeah. Also, and, and what I said is like, people gave you whatever information they gave you when they signed up explicitly not under the impression that they, this information was going to be made public. And all of a sudden you're saying, hey, heads up. Like, you know, at least they didn't just rip it out one day. They gave you a heads up. But, like, heads up, we're going to make this public unless you opt out in the next seven days. That's disgusting. Yeah, and it's also yeah. just, like, a heads up via, like, one of the most useless methods of, like, providing yes. a heads up. Things people like, who's ignore. Gonna see, like, who's going to see email? Who's going to see an email? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was horrifying, and lots and lots of people yelled at this guy on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he eventually was like, "Turns out, I didn't think this through. I'm sorry." Like, you yeah. know, after after like 24 hours of really digging in his heels, he was like, "It has come to my attention that I may not have thought this through." So <laughs> I don't know. A kind I, way to put it. I a little bit ascribe like that to like Silicon Valley VC startup stuff of just like. These are, are folks that are thinking about growth. They are thinking about, like, you know, pivoting to try to compete with LinkedIn, maybe. Um, they are not thinking about privacy as their first step. Um, so, yeah, that was just a horrifying anecdote. Well, no, I mean, but I think that's why it's great that, like, there are people like you who are thinking about privacy as, like, their first step. That, 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 I'm doing my best. Yeah. Yeah. Who, like, really I, value I that. I do wish there were more of me. Yeah, there, there's a whole other thing that I'm not going to take the time to get into right now of, like, should it be its own t- like should should my folk be our own team mm-hmm. in a company should we be embedded on every team mm-hmm. should it be kind of a hybrid but that's a whole other day yeah. and security i think security has that discussion as well of like should appsec be its own team should security be everybody's job yeah i think the answer is both these are a lot of really this is a lot of really good information and a lot of like really 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 good questions um and like you said, like cool. like there yeah. is no like one size fits all answer, but I do hope that this was like interesting and informative and useful to like our listeners. And yeah. thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It was it's been great having you. Um, and You're this awesome. was a, a lot of fun. You. So yeah, I'm so glad. Uh, so that's all the time we. Nope. So that's yes. all the time we have today. This is our first episode where we've had a guest. Um, um, if you enjoyed Lexi on the show and want to follow her and her adventures on trust and safety, um, her Twitter handle is underscore galaxy. That's underscore G-A-L-L-E-X-I. And as for us, as longtime listeners of this podcast know, you can find us at Tech Thoughts Podcast on Instagram. We do our live after show where we talk about the show um, every week at 8 p.m. ET. Um, and we love talking to chat, so hopefully we will see some of you there. And our website is breadnet.xyz slash podcast. Um, And soon it may be something else. Uh, So yeah, see you all in season two. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.